Welcome to Turn Road Talk, brought to you by the Mid-South Pioneer and Phytogen Seed Teams of Corteva AgriScience. Welcome back. This is Darren Malone, uh, agronomy lead uh, for the for the Mid-South of Pioneer Phytogen. And today we're here to talk about planting populations in corn. And once again, I've got one of my guests, uh, Susanna Wiggins, who's a district field agronomist for West Tennessee and, and kind of North Alabama. And, and we're just going to talk to you about optimizing your yield with the right population, not necessarily the highest population, but with the right population. And today, um, I'm going to kind of turn it over to her and ask her a few questions about what populations work best throughout the Mid-South. And we got a big geography, of course, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, West Tennessee, North Alabama, Boot Hill. Uh, we, and we grow a lot of different hybrids all the way from a 109 to a, to a 120, right, Susanna? Yeah, that's right. And, and it's not just the same recommendation for each hybrid, is it? Mm -hmm. No, it's, I mean, these, these products, these hybrids uh, that, that Pioneer has, they're, for, for those of us that work for Pioneer and Phytogen, these products are kind of like our kids, right? We know them really, really well, um, you know, and, uh, but we also know to manage them differently. I'm not going to manage P1, um, excuse me, P1222 YHR the same way I am P2042 VYHR. I'm just not. That's a good point. And, and we talked a little bit back on earlier podcasts about fixed and flexier hybrids. And mm -hmm. it may be the fact that you're going to have some differences between fixed and, and flex based on the maturity group as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's one of my big indicators, but it's not the only one. Um, so it's it's taking that you know all the information you've got about these products to figure out how to best manage them. It's just wild though, um, you know, populations, planting populations in corn have increased over the years. I mean, from the last research I did, I think in the '80s we were in the upper teens, lower twenties for average planting population mm -hmm. nationwide, and now we've got folks that yeah there's there's some parts of even our growing area that are in the upper 20s but that are pushing into the mid 30s for their average planting population sure. I'm, i mean when i started as a agronomist back in 2001 to 04 i mean the planting pop at that point in time was around 30. Mm -hmm. yeah a few guys planting 32 but not many everybody was kind of locked in on 30 or 28. Mm -hmm. and now what I see a lot with a lot of growers, you'll see as far as up to 38,000. Yep. Is that correct? Depend, yeah. Depending on the hybrid. Depending on the hybrid and, and the, the field situation, you could definitely be successful with it. And I think one thing they've found is that as folks have really tried to push corn yields, really push the envelope, that um, increasing population was one of the ways to push yield. Mm -hmm. Now, I'll say that that only works to a point, right? Correct. Um, you, can, you can go too far. Sometimes too much of a good thing is not a good thing. And so that's where it comes into, again, getting with your retailer, getting with your pioneer professional to know exactly which ones respond best to a high population. Sure. We're looking at the historical uh, yields. What, what's kind of the ideal sweet spot if you just don't worry about the hybrid yet. But if mm -hmm. you took an average planting pop to maximize yield, what are you seeing out there at the literature? Um, you know, I'm seeing 30 to 32. And then if, if someone's going a little bit more progressive or high management than edging 32 to 34. Mm -hmm. so, so have you seen much on 36,000? Um, yes, but only on certain hybrids. Certain hybrids, yeah. yeah. Yep. So the high yield producers. High yield producers. Um, you know, when, when you're trying to push populations really high like that, you know, you want to make sure that, you know, you're on some ground where you have a chance of hitting that, that high yield goal. Um, that you've got a field history that makes you feel pretty good about your success as well as that you're fertilizing for it. If you're going to put more seeds out there, you better, you better feed all those plants you you're putting the juice out to there. It, right? Oh yeah. 
Yeah, no doubt. Yep. I mean, so how do you, how do you choose when, which field and, and which hybrid to increase population on? When mm -hmm. do you, when do y'all, when do you decide to do that with a grower? I mean, really, as soon as we start talking about which, what seed they want on the farm, okay. you know, um, it's for Is that me, usually one of the first things he's going to ask you. Yeah. I mean, they'll talk a little bit about, you know, placement in general, but then it's okay. So then what do I plant this at? Mm -hmm. You know, and um, what soil type, and then what? Mm -hmm. And then what population I need yeah. to, I need to place it at to to make sure I'm hitting the historical yield goal, or if we're going to the next level, that you know what's going to help get me to that next level of yield. Yeah, it seems like in that delta region or along the river, we're planting in the, the, those higher populations. Mm -hmm. It seems like furrow irrigated, mm -hmm. but in your area, you cover West Tennessee, North Alabama. Tell me a little bit about that environment and the populations you, you alluded to it earlier, maybe mm -hmm. 30, 32, and then yeah. 34 on the upper end. Just tell me a little bit about, um, you know, that environment and, and making recommendations with our hybrid set that we're using. So I would say um, historically Pioneer has been known as a flexiered hybrid company, okay. right? So we talked about this in, in a previous podcast where, um, you know, if you plant, let's say P1718 BYHR, if we plant that one, at 28,000, 32,000, and 38,000, you are going to see different sized ears in each of those situations. But if we took something like, you know, P1289 YHR mm -hmm. and you planted them at those three different populations I just listed, ear size is going to stay pretty similar because it's more of a fixed ear product. So Pioneer was known more of the flex ear before, right? Lower populations. So you know, in general, do, do I increase? my planting pop on a fixed year hybrid to get more yield? I would. Yeah. As okay. long as again, you're, you're providing that, that population with the support of fertility, um, you know, and on some ground that he's going to hit that yield goal. So you got to put more goods underneath that crop to get mm -hmm. higher yields when you plant more because right. your plants are going to use more nutrients. Right. Right. So yep. you got to make sure you feed that plant to, mm -hmm. get, to get that high yield. Exactly. So yep. it's, Speaking of, let, let's just do an example. You mm -hmm. know, we, you sell a lot of different hybrids, but kind of go through your early, mid, late season hybrids and, mm -hmm. and talk a little bit about population with each of them. Yeah. So um, starting early, I'd like to talk about one of the, the newer products you're going to see more and more of this year, and that's P1222 YHR. And so that's a 112-day product. You add 100 to the first two numbers in the, sure. in the product. And, um, you know, that's one that we actually call semi-flex. It's kind of middle of the road. Um you can it'll certainly respond to higher populations mm -hmm. and you know whether you're on a wider wider row configuration so maybe 38s down in the delta like, yeah, um, where row. you know in those situations it's wider rows but you're crowding more plants into a linear foot of row right that would be correct um you know it can it'll respond but it will also it's got the agronomics too that you know it's going to fight off becoming spindly and mm -hmm. you know um, really still still be a good product for you. Um, so what kind of plant population in that environment would you recommend probably? You know, we've, we've talked about um, probably planting 29 on up to 34,000. Um, again, there's going to be some areas like North Alabama, my area where... 29 on dry land probably. Yeah, 29 on dry land. The, the higher populations, especially on irrigated. Of course, where I'm at, I'm not fully irrigated the way the rest of the sure, Delta is. Right, right. So, so that's why you'll hear a range from me like that. But yeah, that's one you could, you could push up to 34,000 and still see a response. Yeah. So, um, but yes, that's one also. That's your, that's your early season. That's right? my what early about, season. What about your mid season? So mid season 1718 or P1718 BYHR, 
you know, I talked about it being a flex okay. hybrid. VYHR. VYHR. Okay. So um, the, we call it the optimum Leptra trait. Some folks call it the VIP trait. But right. if there's a V in the, the letters after the number, it's saying that that trait's in there for extra protection against cornea worms. So is that like a third generation VT trait? Is that correct? Okay. I believe so. Yep. I think, I think so. All right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, you know, mid season for us. Um, and it's again, like I said, a flex eared product. Um, it's one of those, you could, you could push populations up, but I just don't know that you're going to see the bang for the buck with it the way you would some of our other products. So, so. you could, I mean, even in that Delta furrow irrigated row, you mm -hmm. could, could you still plant 34 on that one if you wanted to? Yeah, but I would honestly, that's kind of the upper range for me. I'd say 32, 33 okay. is kind of my, yeah. So you could back off a thousand you, plants yeah. if you wanted to mm -hmm. versus 12, 22. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Yep. And, and then what, we've what got your long season one. So our longest season one, um, you know, I, P, full season, right? yeah, right. P2042 VYHR also has that VIP in it. Um, you know, first off, I like it because the longer the season, the longer the grain feel, right? So you've got some, some better yield potential there. Um, but this is one that, again, kind of flexy. Um, honestly, we try and hold it right in that 30 to 32, 33 zone for, for population. Um, it's just not one that I, again, that I feel like if you keep pushing it much above that, you're really going to see a response out of. So and it's also one of those hybrids we got to place a little bit better. Correct? Yeah, While yeah, 17, we do. 18 or 12, 22 can go on more acres probably, right? Right, right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 2042's got a specific specific fit. I wouldn't call it niche, but it's definitely one you want to place on someone who wants to manage a full season hybrid and, and really maximize so their dollars. Would soil type would be you I'd, I'd say like your cotton dirt. Sure. You know. More um, of a coarser, you know, or yeah, mm -hmm. sandy loams and silt loam type yeah. soil types. Yeah, it doesn't have the greatest wet feet. So right. you know, I'd keep it on some lighter ground. It it still wants it still wants the water, but right. you know, it's it's one that wants to be able to take a sip at leisure. Well, that's a good, you got, you got a true flex mm -hmm. and you got two true flexes and one semi-flex. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So in general, what I, when I read literature, the more earlier the hybrids are, it seem like they're a little more fixed. Is that a, is that a general statement you can make or is that not always the case? Um, I'd say that's, that's probably a good generalization, maybe across the, the industry. Um, I'd still say in our lineup, we tend more towards semi-flex than we do, or I'm sorry, semi-flex, semi-fixed kind of like same cups, half full, half empty, um, you know, more so than a, a straight fixed eared product sure. for, for us. So is standability, um, I know it's we, that's, as a, as a seed agronomist, mm -hmm. you're always on a plant that stands up throughout the oh, season. Oh, of course right? you do. So does population affect that any, in your it opinion? It can. Um, I don't think that it's the, it's not the make or break. It's just, if yeah. you've already got something that, um, you know, where your, your potassium fertility is not great or um, you've got some other issues that might be contributing to standability, and then you go put high population on 38-inch rows, you might be adding to your problems. And you've got a nutrient deficiency like on potassium mm -hmm. to aggravate the issue. And right, yeah. right. So, okay. yep. So just, it's something to keep in mind. So, yeah, talk, I know Pioneer's got a lot of neat little tools. Mm -hmm. I know on Pioneer.com, they've got a, they've also got a planning rate calculator, like yes. they do a growing degree unit calculator. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit how that works and how to access. Yeah. So um, you can find it in two places. One is on pioneer.com. Of course, there's a couple of buttons to click so we can get that link actually in the episode notes for, for everyone's ease of use to find it. Um, but there you basically enter, um, you know, 
what your target yield goal is. You can mm -hmm. also put in, you know, economically your seed cost. If you want to look at this for, you know, on what's my most economical planting rate or what's my, you know, most yield maximizing planting rate. Um, you can look at it either way. And um, basically what we do is when we come out with new products at our research stations, then we also, we, we do some population trials to get an idea of how these products respond to various populations throughout the country. Sure. So and so that's what builds that database, but you can also access it in the granular insights app, which is a free app for any of our customers. Well, so yeah, well, that helps, you know, where you can put some number in and, and give you, gives you a recommendation on seeding rate. I think that's, but still at the end of the day, it's reaching out to you would be helpful too. Cause oh, yeah. and I think which, what I've, you know, what I've learned real quick is you're depending on the variety, not every hybrid we plant at the same population. And I think we can get in trouble sometimes trying to do that. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and it's, and if you think about seed costs. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, if you're, if you got a hybrid, you can plant at 32 to 34 versus 36, you can save a little, little money up front and still get the same performance. And that's, to me, that's, that's really important. Absolutely. So I like to think of it as that, you know, that's a really great database, the planning rate estimator, but you know, when you want a little local flavor to make sure that you're, you know, um, that you're right on the money with, with this planning rate, you can, you can check in with your retailer and your pioneer sure. professional and we can help make sure that it's, it's a good fit for you. Yeah. And we got, like you said, went through 12, 22, 17, 18 and 2042. And that mm -hmm. kind of gave some population recommendations. What I know the population is really important, but what do you think, um, what do you think is the most important thing on early um, high production corn early on? Is it, I know you've got to get an even stand, right? Mm -hmm. And it needs to come up at the, same right. time. That's, right. That's important too. And yes. not only getting the population right, but getting the mm -hmm. seeding depth's got to be right. The emergence yeah. needs to be pretty close to each other. They're all coming up together. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. The, it, to me, it all boils down to getting it right the first time. The little and, things. Up oh front, yeah. Right? Yeah. Cause they all, they all contribute. So um, you got to get that planter set correctly. Mm -hmm. I bet that's really important. Isn't it? Yeah. I think when he, when you talk about planting depth, um, uniformity, population, and I think singulation was the other one. All four of those work together to account for nine to 10% of overall yield potential. If you get in a hurry, that stuff gets messed up really quick. So sure. my, my grandmother used to like to say, and it's an old Pennsylvania Dutch saying, the hurrier I go, the behinder I get. You get in a hurry, you make mistakes, and you got to go fix them. In a year like this with the economics for corn, this is not the year to do that. This is the year to get it right the first time, even if it means slowing down for just a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Getting the right right population, but as the old timer told me when I when I worked up in Indiana, man, I want a picket fence when I plant corn. Mm -hmm. Even spacing is so important. Yeah. Plus, good emergence in the right population to maximize yield. So, yeah, I appreciate it, Susanna. It's a lot of good comments, a lot of good notes on on getting the population right, which is very important based on the hybrid that you're planting to maximize that performance. And look forward to catching you on the next Turn Row Talk, and we'll we'll talk to you next time.